Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired of not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind. Today's episode is brought to you by Wix. Now, there's a lot of products and services that I bring you on the here on the Daily Grind to hopefully help you live a better life. But for me, Wix is something that I have actually used. If you go to dailygrindpodcast.com right now, you can check out the newly designed website that I built from scratch using Wix. This was the first site I ever created by myself because in the past, I've had to pay someone else to build it for me. I've had to go through that back and forth of asking for something different just to end up at the end really unsatisfied and having to put up with what I had. Using Wix allowed me to design and customize the site exactly how I wanted it. And if you're super creative, you can design it from scratch. Or if you're like me, you can start with one of the amazing templates, which gives you a really solid base to build off of. And then from there, everything is automatically optimized whether it's desktop or mobile. Honestly, it's just super simple to use, easy, and anything you don't know, there's support and videos there to help you. To make this even better, they have built-in SEO, so you don't need to be an SEO expert, or you don't have to hire someone and pay someone either in order for your business to get recognized online. Now, of course, I'm not just gonna rave about this amazing product and not share it with you, so if you or someone you know wants to create an amazing website, all you have to do is go to wix.com forward slash podcast to get started today for 10% off. Again, that is wix.com forward slash podcast. Hey everyone, Colin Morgan here and welcome back to episode 435 of The Daily Grind. Today we sit down with entrepreneur Brian Lee. Brian is the founder and CEO of Label 428. Label 428 is a Toronto-based food creative and social media agency that makes social media easy for restaurant franchises and packaged food brands. In their four years of operation, they've managed to work with brands like Mary Brown's, 
Domino's and Grace Foods. Today on the show, you are going to hear from Brian Lee, who's an amazing entrepreneur. There's so much to be learned from Brian. Be sure, as always, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and really dive deep in today's episode with Mr. Brian Lee. Enjoy. Well, Brian Lee, welcome to The Daily Grind, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, Brian. And uh, for listeners, being first introduced to you, Brian, and what you do, if you wouldn't mind just kind of briefly talking a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so um, I run an agency here in Toronto. Um, we are a food creative and social media agency. It's called Label 428, by the way. Okay. Um, we help our clients uh, manage their social media channels and produce all the content for them. And uh, we work with restaurant franchises and consumer packaged goods. Amazing. And when did this start? So I started the business about four years ago out of uh, university. Okay. Um, I started this business like my last semester, my last year. You know, I knew I did like I didn't want to use my degree in my future, and I knew that. Okay. Um, I was studying human biology, and uh, I didn't feel like watching. Uh, fruit flies mate for the rest of my life you know? so <laughs> so I decided to kind of go out on my own and try my hand at business I had a friend who's a really great photographer and uh, we started knocking on doors in this neighborhood called Kensington Market here in Toronto okay it's like a, it's a cool neighborhood where there's a bunch of uh, great mom-and-pop restaurants and it's kind of where all the students kind of go and hang out yep so we were knocking on you know mom-and-pop stores like offering anything from website design to to takeout menu design and um, some photography and obviously some social you know when we found some success uh, we looked at it and we're like okay great um, how come this doesn't apply to uh, the big guys so we decided to, to move on from uh, mom-and-pops to restaurant franchises wow and here we are <laughs> and how long into the process? I mean, you started this your last semester in college. You were doing mom and pop restaurants. When did you move more into the franchises? So I moved more into the franchises um, about two years ago. And so, well, first off, let me tell you about kind of what sparked the move. Okay. Um, so there's this restaurant called Rasta Pasta. It's this great Jamaican restaurant. Uh, in Kensington Market, um, I took over their Instagram account, and you know, in six months, we increased their business by like thirty percent. Wow! And that's insane. Just Instagram alone. So, uh, at around that time, it was I was pretty fortunate because um, it's when sort of the foodie kind of culture kind of started picking up. Of course, you know, people were taking photos of their salads, their burgers, and all that stuff, and. Uh, when I had a look at um, some restaurant franchise Instagram accounts, I realized, you know, they could be doing a better job. And yeah. when I started looking into it, I saw that there was a big issue with um, sort of how these big brands got um, got a hold of content. So, you know, I don't know if you know anything about food photography, but you know, there's a lot that goes into it, and it can get very, very expensive. And um, when social media rolled around, you know, all of a sudden these big brands, they had to 
you know, amp up the amount of content that they had to put out. It's still, they still have to worry about um, high quality, yeah. make sure it's all on brand. And, you know, budget's not just going to fly out of thin air, right? It's not going to kind of just appear. So um, they kind of had this issue where food photography is very expensive, you know, and I all of a sudden need a ton more of it. I can't go to my regular professional photographers because they're going to charge me an arm and a leg. But, you know, I, I don't want to go and ask an amateur photographer where I can't uh, get the consistency or, you know, the quality. Yeah. So that's where I saw kind of where we could come in. Um, we can make uh, food photography, high quality food photography and video content really accessible to these big brands, not at the crazy prices of, you know, the old school sort of professional food photographers and, you know, a lot better than the amateur kind of just doing it right out of school. That's cool, man. So talk, talk a little about your strategy. Like you, you discovered that there was a need for this with the big franchises of big brands. What was the first thing you did? Did you start to reach out via email? Did you make phone calls? Like how did you get the first few clients? Yeah. So, um, it was definitely a lot of cold emails and some cold calls. Um, I had to make some gutsy calls in the beginning okay. because obviously there's two kids that came right out of school that have no degrees in marketing, not even like anything in photography either. So, um, I guess we sort of really lucked out on our very first win, yep. which was this brand called Mary Brown's. I don't know if you know them, Okay. Um, but they are like the largest Canadian fried chicken franchise in Canada and one of the fastest growing as well. So, you know, I, we emailed them, I think in about November and they got back to us saying, all right, you can come in for a meeting in uh, January of the new year. So, you know, we got into that meeting, we're all, uh, we're all dressed up. We're super <laughs> nervous. Oh, this pitch it was crazy. Like we were like just so nervous, but of then, course. um, you know, they're really, really good people and they took a flyer on us. You know, they had a big agency at the time. And uh, we noticed that they didn't have an Instagram at all. So huge. You know, for you, we're like, yeah. yeah, we're like, hey, guys, um, you know what? We will produce all the content. We're going to manage Instagram. And then, you know, let's see where three months takes us. So, you know, once we kind of ran everything for three months on Instagram, got some great success with them. Um, they kind of let go of their big agency and gave everything to us. Wow. And uh, to this day, they're one of our biggest clients. Wow, man. I, I just think that's such a good lesson for people. Because I think when people start out, they have a real fear to reach out to other big businesses, regardless of what it is that they're doing. They feel like, you know, the typical way is let's start really small and then it's kind of like build up. And even though you were starting small, I love how you just you guys are just like, let's start going after the big big dogs here, send emails, cold calls, because you just never know, right? Like it goes back to Wayne Gretzky's quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you, you never take. And it's just yeah, one of those exactly. things you got to go for it, right? Like I feel, do you feel like that's a, a missing sort of step for a lot of businesses starting out as they just don't think big enough at the beginning or they don't believe in themselves? Totally. Totally. Um, not thinking big enough is, is huge. Um, so you know, like we found that we were kind of wasting our times by 
even reaching out to like marketing coordinators or yeah. even marketing managers. Yep. We made this uh, decision pretty uh, soon after while I was starting the cold emails that, you know what, I'm not going to talk to anybody that's not in the C-suite or at the VP level. And uh, it, it ended up being the right call because uh, we knew that we wanted to move pretty quickly and we had to expand because, you know, we're out of school, we have no money. Uh, I can only eat cans of tuna for so long. So uh, <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to make the calls to the big guys. So, yeah. I love it, man. Well, those are the sacrifices you got to make. How many people do you have on your team now? So right now we have about eight people. Got you. Um, we're going to get to 10 pretty soon. And you know, I, um, I kind of believe in like a sort of a small team for, uh, for creative work. Yeah. I kind of think that, you know, a big team, things get slowed down. There's a lot more red tape. There's just a lot more voices. And, Got you. you know, with a team of maybe about 15 people max, I think you can get the best creative work. No doubt. And I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we see it all the time. I can see how what you're doing makes sense because that's what drives people now, right? Like they go on Instagram or wherever and they, they see some good food and if it looks amazing, like you want to go, like for me, I, I do that, right? I go on there. I'm like, this looks amazing. I got to try it out. And it's all to do with the photography work. Yeah, for sure. You know, food's totally visual. Um, you know, the photography and the video is is so key in terms of selling uh, the items. So Instagram is absolutely perfect for that. You know, it's purely visual, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's just kind of perfect timing. It's awesome. I kind of uh, actually, I want to touch on one more thing. Um, so with the sales and reaching out to sort of the bigger guys, yeah. You know, I had to tell you the story about how we started working with Domino's. Okay, cool. Um, so we. We reached out to the VP of marketing of uh, like international. Yeah. And uh, we, I found his number on like the sixth page of Google. Okay. So for anybody out there doing the same sort of thing as me, you know, go to Google, go like deep into the pages. You're gonna find someone's email. So I found his email. I found his number, and I gave him a call one day, and he actually answered. And I kind of told him like, um, you know, with everything that you guys are doing with Domino's, you know, I think it could be better and. I was telling him about social media, you know, that's not how you do it. You gotta kind of make things more visually appealing and all that. Um, and taking that shot, that was the most gutsiest call I think we've ever made. Yeah. But you know, when we when we started working with them, you know, in hindsight, it was one of the best calls we've ever had. So to anybody out there that's kind of in the same spot, you know, make those gutsy decisions and um, yeah, take a shot. I love it, man. And there's, uh, you know, for people listening too, with the Hunter app, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of that, Brian? Yeah. Hunter.io, right? Yeah, that's right. So that, uh, that's a great way to find email addresses for people out there. A little hack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so what's the, you know, for you guys at, at label four, two, eight, like what's the plan for the future? Like five, 10 years down the road. Cause obviously things are going to be changing. Like where, where do you see your, see, see the company in five to 10 years? So in five to 10 years, we want to be one of Canada's top food marketing agencies. <clears throat> so right now we're a food creative and social media agency, right? Yeah. Uh, we started by focusing on social media, but there's a lot more that goes into marketing food than social. So I think 
you know, we want to expand on our services, uh, but not straight too far. So, you know, this year we created uh, some TV commercials. So that's a really exciting industry. And cool. you know, we're going to push towards that. Um, there could be, we can get into like food labeling, food nutrition, um, packaging design. There's just, you know, the list goes on and on. But one thing is definitely going to hold true is that, you know, we're going to stick with food um, and focus in this industry for sure. I love it. Any plans on going outside of Canada or you just want to kind of centralize, you know, this Canada first? You know, it's uh, one goal at a time. Yeah. So uh, for sure, Canada first and then the U.S. is the next most obvious step. And then uh, I guess we'll see down the road. No doubt. Where do you get the entrepreneurial, like where did you get the entrepreneurial itch from? Did this come from like how you grew up or like why why start your own business? Like where did that come from for you? So I think it comes from like kind of my upbringing. Okay. Um, I've worked my whole life. I've worked, so my parents owned a bakery when I was young and, you know, I worked there every weekend, almost every evening. Yeah. You no, know, I didn't really go out much on Saturdays. Um, I had to work throughout high school and I worked through, you know, kitchens, retail and all that stuff. So, um, I think at a young age, I had that sort of work ethic. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, since I did grow up in a bakery and I did work in kitchens, kind of, I knew a lot about food. So, so I'm pretty happy that, you know, I can look back and, and see that both my interest in food and kind of my work ethic is kind of taken to me, like taking me to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely the upbringing. Yeah, that's cool, man. Like I, I grew up in the same industry. My, my father owned restaurants. So I grew up in the restaurant industry and the food industry. And it, it really does teach you a lot when you're, when you're in that industry, because people look at it and it's, you know, it'd be great to start your own restaurant, but I'm sure, you know, too, it's one of the most difficult industries to succeed in out there. Oh, for sure. Very, very, very stressful. The turnover rate's really, really high. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have a ton of respect for um, people that, you know, decide to open up their own restaurant and get into the food business, but um, I'm going to stick with marketing them <laughs> instead of opening them myself. <laughs> No doubt. What was the transition like for you going from, because obviously the beginning is uh, stages of the business. You're probably doing a lot. You're wearing a lot of hats. But now as you kind of move into more of eight to 10 people on your team, you, you're now the CEO and you're moving into that leadership role. What was that transition like for you? The The transition was pretty difficult, I'd say. Yeah. Um, a, like for for one reason is like, I love doing the work and I love being on the ground floor of creative. Of course. Um, and number two is people management. So I think if there was one thing I learned the most throughout my whole time uh, running this business is people management is something that you have to actively learn and pursue and try to get better at. Yep. You know, um, because I started this business right out of school, I've never managed a team. I've never had to do anything big outside of a school project, right? So um, learning how to, you know, get the most out of people and fulfill their lives and um, kind of get the whole team to, to produce great work, it's, it's been tough, but, you know, super fulfilling. 
No doubt. What do you do like when you started to get in that leadership, even now, like, do you have mentors that you lean to? Do you listen to like, do you listen to podcasts? How do you develop yourself as a leader? So the first thing that I did was I read a book. I read this book called How to Win Friends and Influence People yeah, by course. Dale Carnegie. I've read it a lot Classic, of times. Right? It's amazing. It, it's so good. And um, I started from there. And then I started to kind of read blogs and I read uh, or listening to podcasts about kind of how to get better. Um, and also, I think I learned a lot from the team. Um, we have like a super tight knit culture and, um, I want transparency at all levels. So they helped me to, um, get better at sort of leading and, uh, communicating and, and all that stuff. So I've definitely learned a lot from the team. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome, man. Well, like for you specifically, so like big believer here in, in habits and so are a lot of my listeners. Like I believe that your habits influence the way you think, which influence your behaviors. So I'm thinking for you specifically, like what are some things you do on a daily basis, which you say attribute to you being able to get things done throughout the day, stay focused, continue to kind of move the business and yourself forward? Yeah, I think it's all about planning, mm-hmm. planning, planning, planning. Um, so what I do is I plan out every week um, on like the Sunday, and then I plan out um, every day, like by the hour, every morning. So yep. the first thing I do when I wake up, you know, I use this app called Trello. Yeah, um, yeah, of Oakland course. uses it? Yep. Oh, it's great. Um, so we have uh, cards all set up so that I know exactly what I'm going to do every hour of the day from, you know, 9 a.m. all the way to 6. And that has changed my life. Yeah. Um, I started that maybe in like year two and the performance and everything was completely changed. Um, I think that I don't know what to do without it. It's uh, <laughs> Trello and Google calendar. That's my whole life is uh, revolved around those two apps. Yeah. It's, and I love how you brought that up. Cause like I a big proponent in planning too, but I think you can kind of get to that next level when you do schedule out by the hour, what you're doing. Because it holds you accountable, right? When it pops up in your calendar at 11 that you need to do, say, social work or whatever it is that you're doing. But like planning is one thing, but then setting it out in your calendar, I feel like it takes you to the next level. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, also like planning by the year. Um, yeah. I kind of let everyone go at around like December 19th and the 20th. And, you know, then we see each other again. Um, in the new year but those like 10 days even including christmas i set aside for planning the whole year out um and even doing that is is just amazing so um planning at all levels is definitely a game changer no doubt now when you plan out your whole year like i find this interesting are you thinking like massive do you think more like realistic in terms of like, let's just try to hit this level? Like where in terms of your goal setting are you? Are you like, let's shoot for the moon or let's let's get to the sky kind of guy? <laughs> I'm definitely a, a shoot for the moon kind mm-hmm. of guy. Um, I want to make it tough for me and I want to make it tough for the team because that's the only way we're going to get better and better and at a fast rate. Um, 
maybe it's my millennial mindset, but yeah. I'm sort of impatient. Like, you know, I want to be successful now. I don't want to wait five, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and if you ask anybody on our team, we all have the same sort of mindset. We want to accomplish a lot um, within the, the next few years. So uh, definitely aim for the moon. And if we land in the, in the clouds, uh, that's a good thing too. Awesome. Well, since since you've done that, like since you've started to to plan every year, how many times have you actually hit the mark? Because I know you're shooting high. Mm-hmm. We can. We actually hit it last year. Okay. Which is really great. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only thing that I did was made the goal for this year even higher. So <laughs> that's um, good. But yeah, it, it's great. I, I hit it last year and we were stoked and we definitely celebrated big time for that. So, um, so yeah, I love it, man. What do you, what do you guys do to celebrate? Do you go out as a team? Do you go to individually? So, um, a big thing with us is obviously food. Yeah. Um, when I hire, that's the number one thing that I look for. If someone sends me in like a cover letter that doesn't mention food at all, I don't even look at it. Got you. Um, so all of us, we were, we were all super kind of passionate about it and we all love going out and trying new restaurants it's great that we're in toronto because there's so many good restaurants popping up all the time yeah um so yeah that's what we do so for people in toronto or people who are going to visit toronto or who haven't planned to visit like what are what are one two spots that are like must hits since you're a foodie okay this is my favorite restaurant of all time i love it i got google ready it's called yeah, it's called Cane Noodle Restaurant. It's called what, sorry? Say it again. Cane Noodle. Cane Noodle with a C? No, no, King Noodle. Can you spell it? Like King, like King with a Oh, with a King. Yeah, King Noodle. King Noodle, Toronto. It is so good. Um, and honestly, everything on the menu is really good. But you know, the best part about it is that well, it's a Chinese restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the menus are huge at Chinese restaurants. This one, there's like three books, and there's no way you can get through the whole thing in your lifetime. So <laughs> it's kind of a challenge to us and our, to me and the team. So um, you definitely gotta check that out when you're here. I love it, King Noodle Restaurant, everyone. And uh, Brian, if people wanted to to follow along on your journey, check you out, check your company out, where's the best place everyone can go? Uh, so you can visit our website at www.label428.com. You can also uh, check out our portfolios, which are just our social media channels. So you can check out Vimeo, uh, Label428 for video work. You can go to our Instagram. Uh, our handle is food428. Uh, there you can check out our lifestyle and social work. Um, and yeah, add us on Facebook as well. Amazing. And uh, now, Brian, actually, before I do the uh, the thought of the day here, what we're doing is uh, it's up to you whether you want to do this or not. But for the Inner Circle group members here on the Daily Grind, would you be willing to do a 15-minute coaching call with one of them? Yeah, absolutely. Look at that. Love it. So uh, I'll, I'll hit you up for the details. And those listening, a part of the Inner Circle group, look out for this. And now, Brian, the way we end the show here on the Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought we can all go home with today. All right. So I think uh, the biggest thing about starting your own business is to make the decision to start mm-hmm. and just to 
literally just did through it. So I'm gonna leave you guys on a quote. Um, it's one of my favorite ones. It's from Yoda and Star Wars. Uh, do or do not, there is no try. I love it, man. There is never no try, everyone. Just do it. Stay with it. Brian, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today. Thank you so much. This was a blast. You're going to have to come to Toronto. I'm in Oakville, man, so I'm really close. So let me know. You got it, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Drop us a comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Follow us on social media. We'll be back tomorrow with another awesome episode. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crown. So turn me up real loud. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Thank you so much for tuning in to another amazing episode here at The Daily Grind. As you heard, Brian is offering a free coaching call like so many others are going to be doing here on The Daily Grind. If you want a chance to be able to speak with entrepreneurs like Brian to be able to get 15 minutes of their time, all you have to do, guys, is just be a part of our inner circle group. To learn more about this group, everyone, all you have to do is just hit me up on social media or you can visit my website, dailygrindpodcast.com. We're going to be able to learn a little bit more about what the Inner Circle Group is. Anyways, hope you all have an amazing day. Look forward to tomorrow. Keep crushing your day. It's your time, everyone. Always remember to keep grinding. Thank you so much. Have a great day.